everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. The first passage that we will be reading today in our sermon takes place in Acts chapter 6, verses 10 through 15, and it reads, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of Freed synagogue of freed slaves as it was called started a debate with him they were jews from from siren alexandria cilicia and the providence of asia none of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with with which stephen spoke so they tried to persuade some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders and the teachers of the religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The line witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. And again, that is Acts chapter 6, verses 10 through 15. The next passage that I will be reading is Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. And this reads, the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusations, and they shook their fist at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, steadily gazed into the heavens and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put his hands over their ears and began shouting they rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him his accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named saul as they stoned him stephen prayed 
Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Hey, I hope all is going well and you're having a beautiful, blessed day today. I want to come and share with you the sermon message from last week. So last Sunday, we were still in and we are still in the sermon series called Unfinished. And as you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, this sermon series is based on the book of Acts. And um, I want to say that from the outside, if you are listening to the audio of this mess of this podcast, you will find that I will put before I before I start speaking as I am now that I will put the Bible verses that I read uh, that go with the sermon. So I read the passages Acts 6, 8 through 15 and Acts 7, 54 through 60 in their entirety. And so I am going to put that before you start listening to this message. But in any case, I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day and all is going well. Um, so in this message, it's titled Stephen's Sermon. And we learn three things from Stephen. So, and actually the section that I'm speaking on right now is titled, What Do We Learn From Stephen's Story? So, number one, if you dig into these passages, the first thing we learned is don't be surprised if doing the right thing may lead to the wrong result. Don't, and it actually says, I paraphrased it a little bit there, but I'll read it um, straight from what it says. It says, don't be surprised if doing the right things seem to produce the wrong results. So oftentimes, and I don't know if this is true for you, but it's it has been true for me throughout my lifetime with certain things that I have always been told, this is right, this is right, this is right, do it, do it, do it, do the right thing. And I see people doing seemingly the wrong thing around me and they are getting the blessings that I want to get. So I'm like, Lord, what is up? Why am I not getting those blessings? I am doing the right thing. I am living a life as you called me to live it. Why am I not getting those blessings that you say I will get um, if we do the right thing? So that leads me to the memory verse. And the memory verse comes from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. And it says, and this is an answer to my question and maybe yours. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond 
anything you could ever imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that is something we need to keep in mind when we are ask when we are asking the Lord why, because there could be a bigger reason why we are not getting what we are getting, or why we are not getting what we want. And something that was said in church this past weekend as well was that when we find ourselves in a valley of life. It doesn't always mean that we took a wrong turn. Valleys could mean that we took a right turn and we just need to go a little bit deeper with God. And so in going through that valley, maybe we are going deeper. And so that leads me to number two, point number two, and it says, God is working even when we can't see it. That is something we also all need to remember as well, is that even when we can't see things the way we want to see them, God is still working. He is still in control. He is still in charge. He still loves us. He still wants us to come to him in prayer with our joys and our sorrows and and tell him everything, even though he knows everything about us already because he created us. He wants us to have that relationship with him and kind of wrestle with him by asking why, by, by being willing to have those conversations. So that leads me to the last point. And it says, if we are going to do God's work, if we are going to do the work of God, I'm like reading it kind of backwards here. If we are going to do the work of God, we need to have the heart of God. So what does having the heart of God mean? Having the heart of God essentially means loving people, but it also means loving people who are seemingly unlovable. It also means loving your enemies. And those people, maybe they're not your enemies, but maybe there are people in your life on certain days where like, you're, you get frustrated with them and are like, you're hard to love right now. I don't wanna love you right now, but God calls us to love everybody always and that's hard but if we are gonna do God's work we need to focus on on setting on following the example that Jesus has set he never said I don't love you he may not have agreed with people but he never said, you're wrong, I don't love you, go away from me. He always made time to show, to show the love that he had for people. And so if we are God's children, which I hope a lot of us are, 
we should follow that example of our father. So now that this message is over, I want to do something a little bit fun and I want to tell you guys a story. This sermon, the verses of this sermon that the, the sermon is based on, brought back a lot of really cool memories. Because this exact passage of, of Acts 7, 54 through 60, was used in a play that our church did back in 1999. I was 17 at the time, and my science teacher's wife was a... Um, was very into theater and she had done theater ministry before with our church and as a professional semi-professional actress and she was digging into writing plays and she wrote this play called dear sister and in this play dear sister it focused on two groups of students a foreign group from some country across the world. We don't mention what the country is. And an American group. And we see that those two groups of students, they handle life very, very differently. The American group was all about, well, mostly all about, except for my character. Um, but the American group was mostly all about living life on a surface level. And in the American group, my character was at the beginning and throughout the whole show was one of the only people or in the beginning, the only person that was on fire for Jesus. And so what my character's job was was to try to get the popular girl to go to christian club and the popular girl denied my invitation and so to wrap things up by the time the play ended the popular girl had a relationship um a pen pal relationship with another girl across the world who would write her letters about what her bible study was like and her bible study was an underground bible study because in her country they weren't allowed to freely worship jesus they had to hide in order to worship jesus So, the message of this story is live your, live the relationship that you have with Jesus out loud. And it's not that we should live for other people. And it's not that we should be, as I say, it's not that we should be fist shakers and tell everybody you're going to hell if you don't repent. We need to learn how to be storytellers. And 
I, I get repetitive with that point because that is what Jesus calls us to do as witnesses. Witnesses are our storytellers. So I challenge you guys this week. If you are saved, if you are a part of God's family, please tell your story. Write it down. And you don't need to know the whole thing. I mean, you don't need to know the ins and outs of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But you need to know how to communicate what God has done in your life and what he did on the cross for others and you. Because you if you can communicate that and have a sincere heart about that you will draw more people to jesus than actually any bible verse would because stories i believe cannot be denied personal stories cannot be denied so Work on that this week. If you are a follower of Christ, please challenge yourself to work on that this week. And if you feel so led, let me know down in the comments how it goes. If you write down your story and are led to tell it to somebody else. Now, let me be clear. You do not have to Take your paper and read it word for word. All you need to know is the bolts and nuts of what Jesus did for you. And what he is continuing to do for you. But it doesn't have to be, I became a Christian on such and such a date. And I went through such and such and then such and such and then such and such. It can be a timeline if you feel so led, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be, hey, this is what God has done for me, and I want to tell you my story, if you would let me. So I'll be praying for those of you who take this challenge this week, and um, I want to close out this time by leading us in prayer. And for those of you who are watching this and might not be a Christian, but you are filling the pool of the Holy Spirit to accept the gift of Jesus Christ right now, I wanna lead you in a prayer. And all you have to do is say, Dear Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for giving up your life for me even though I was your enemy and bringing me into your family. And thank you for loving me, Jesus, enough to do that, enough to give up your own life. Lord, I pray that you would enter my heart and change my life from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. And I guarantee you guys that if you've prayed that prayer, he has heard you. And he will come alongside you and change your life from the inside out. I hope all is going well. You're having a beautiful, blessed day. 
And last but not least, I want to say that tomorrow is International Cerebral Palsy Day. And I will be doing a Q&A episode of this podcast. And I am still looking for more questions. I have five fabulous questions right now in my notebook. But I am still looking for more. And um, I'm also hopefully looking towards doing a second installment of of a Q&A like this in the next couple weeks. So if you want to ask me a question, but you feel like, oh, I'm too late because she's already she's already recording. Please leave me your question anyway, because your question might be the thing that I need to create a second installment. So I hope that you're having a great day again and I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you go, may I ask you to do a few things for me? First of all, you can follow me on social media. And I have a few Instagrams, two actually. My first Instagram is Marie Nicole Zimmer Peeps 13. M A R I E N I C O L E Z I M M E R P E E P S 1 3. And my second Instagram is Marie Nicole Zimmer Peeps. Again, that is M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S. You can also follow me on Facebook by searching for Encouragement Note Podcast. And last but not least, you can follow me on my website, encouragementwithmarinacole.com, and find all of these sermon notes that I spoke about on any given episode of this podcast. The second thing I would like to ask you is, would you help me grow this podcast to 3,000 listens and beyond? I feel that it is very important to reach as many people for Christ this year as possible. But I cannot do that without your help. So please like and share any content on this podcast that you wish. And it would be greatly appreciated. I hope that you have a beautiful blessed day. And I will see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye. Love you.